everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. I, I really want to double down on myself. It, it feels weird because I've always been like, how can I grow the business? How can I do this? How can I do that? And I'm like, I want my daughter to see that you don't have to hustle your whole life away to be successful. Welcome to Hustle and Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we are two sisters who have started multiple businesses together. And yes, it is as messy as you think, because we know that starting a business isn't easy. I mean, we've done it four times. And on this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And we love helping small businesses succeed, whether that's through our venue consulting, speaking, or team training. We love to motivate others to take that really big leap. Or you could just use our misadventures to normalize the crazy that is being being an entrepreneur because every entrepreneur makes mistakes. But we like to call those unsuccessful attempts around here. But we know it's just part of the process. And today we're learning from Jesse Williams. Jesse is the founder, CEO, and designer of Edge of Urge, a one-of-a-kind unique store that brings together independent designers and artists and makers specializing in handmade clothing, accessories, gifts, and more. Edge of Urge also hosts classes, workshops, trunk shows, special events, and is continuously giving back to the community. Jesse, welcome to Hustle and Gather. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And your yeah. uh, debut of being on a podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I listened to bazillions of them, yeah. but I've never been on one. What are some of your first favorites? One. Oh, my goodness. Um, anything to do with strengthening yourself, educational, mm-hmm. like anything like that I'm into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm on a big education journey right now. Yeah, I love that. I don't. I don't think I have like the bandwidth to like work on myself. <laughs> yeah, I get. I go through spurts. Like, there's yeah. definitely times where I'm like really into like the self help education, mm-hmm. like bettering myself, and then I get over it. Like I'm like I can't do anymore right now. Yeah. I'm taking a break, going to just yeah. like strictly meaningless fiction reading or whatnot. You know, <laughs> and I'll get back into it. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear about your background, kind of um, what brought you to where you are today. Yeah. Let's see. Where to start? (laughs) Or wherever you want to start. I guess, um, you know, I've always been, um, uh, I guess, a bit of an an oddball, never really fit in anywhere. (laughs) But the only place that I really felt safe or truly like I was authentically me is when I was making things or Mm -hmm. creating. Um, If it was artwork or clothing or with makeup or hair or any kind of like personal expression, ways to like get that out. Anything that I could do without using my words, <laughs> that was kind of my jam. It's just, it's been a part of me since I was, I was little. I don't really know how to like get from there to where I am now, I guess. So um, did you go to college for something I did. Artistic? I did, actually. Okay. Um, so I went to the Art Institute of Chicago okay. and I studied performance art, which is hilarious considering how like painfully shy I am. And sound engineering. So okay. I thought I was going to be working in a recording studio okay. Um, okay. doing music. Um, and then I took a huge turn. Yeah. So did you graduate <laughs> most, with that type of yes. degree? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then what did the you BFA. do right after? So after that, I was working in, like very quickly after, I was working in a record store in mm-hmm. Chicago. And I was um, I had taken up knitting. Mm-hmm. And I was knitting <laughs> under the counter at work, like on, on my breaks. Or, you know, if it was slow, it would be like... 
going to make something today. I'm going to finish it. I've got to finish it. You know, once yeah. you start, you're like, oh my God, I can't, like, this is taking so long. I just want it to be done, yeah. you know? And um, I started making these little scarves that would button around because mm-hmm. um, I would ride my bike to school and work and mm-hmm. uh, my scarf would fall off or right. it would just be annoying. And I was like, fuck this. Yeah. So <laughs> it's got to be something better. And it's shorter. So it doesn't take me as long to knit right. like mm-hmm. this 50 mile long, like Dr. Hugh scarf. So and I, I was making these scarves, and uh, people kept asking me about them, like, mm-hmm. I want one. Will you make one for me? And mm-hmm. so I started giving them away, mm-hmm. and then I thought, uh, maybe I could sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I had this cute little vintage suitcase, and I went around to different stores to try to sell my work, and it was just like door slam in the face, slam in the <laughs> face. Like, who are you? You know, these are handmade. They need to be, like, exactly the same. Like, oh. we can't do this one-off yeah. stuff. So um, from there, I was just like, well— you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really want uh, to do something with this. And I was talking to my mom one night on the phone and she said, I think you should open a store. Mm-hmm. What if you like just moved back home to North Carolina? There's a cute little place in Wilmington. Like you remember coming there as a kid. Like, what if you just opened your own store? And I just said, that is the absolute craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, why would I want to go back to North Carolina? And why would I <laughs> want to, like, I don't even know how to do that. Uh, she said, well, just just get yourself a plane ticket and I'll like pay for um, a hotel for us to stay and you can just explore. Mm -hmm. So I flew there and we spent the weekend and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Mm -hmm. We found this little space. It was a 400 square foot space. It was actually the storage space of this open air market. And I signed the lease Mm -hmm. and I just said, okay, I guess we're doing this. So I flew back. a lot of knitting to do. Oh yeah, it was. I had no (laughs) idea what I was getting myself into, but there were so many other makers that I knew who were making really cool stuff, Mm -hmm. but there was no, I mean, this is before that you couldn't build a website overnight. Mm -hmm. There was no text messaging. There was no like social media or anything. So So when um, was this like timeline wise, mm -hmm. I guess? This was 2001. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were like right so, on the edge of it all. Oh, yeah. That's a boom. Yeah. Okay. So then I um, packed up. Etsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. None of that mm-hmm. stuff was around. Right. Um, so <laughs> I asked some friends in Chicago, hey, you know, you make those like cool necklaces. You think you could give me some of those and I'll try to sell them. And then right. if I sell them, I'll send you some money. And they're like, <laughs> like I got a, I got mostly yeses, which I was yeah. surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get a few no's. And so I packed up my truck, all this crap, uh, and then started renovating this storage space mm-hmm. <laughs> and then opened a few months later on 4th of July, 2002. Wow. And I remember that night I had stayed up all night and I was like, I, I need more stuff. There's just not enough stuff in here. <laughs> um, and I was hand, uh, hand sewing. I hand sewed a few dresses. Um, I remember, you know, right before we opened, my mom and I, we had breakfast together and I just started crying. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, why, what, what, how did I even get here? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this happening? Um, but then, you know, she was like, buck up, buttercup, let's go. Uh, <laughs> open the store. Uh, and then we made $1,000 in that first day. Wow. It was awesome. And I sold one of the dresses that I made that night for to a girl for her, her wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just kind of took off from there. That's awesome. Wow. Did you ever, ever in any point in your life think I was going to, you were going to be an entrepreneur? Well, you know, my, both of my parents are, my Mm -hmm. grandparents on my dad's side where they had this place called the Williams Candy Kitchen. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, loved it so much. Mm -hmm. But I I guess I didn't think of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it was just kind of was in my blood. Mm -hmm. You know, I really wanted to be a singer. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be like a performer, Mm -hmm. you know, but it just 
wasn't where it, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) this was something, I guess like in the fantasy world, that's what I wanted. But I also knew that I wanted to make a big difference, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but I didn't know how to do it. Like, how can you, how can you make a difference in the world as an artist, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're young, trying Mm -hmm. to think through that as kind of, and make money, you know, like survive. Um, And so I found my little spot in the world and where I'm able to, you know, help small businesses get off the ground and quit their day jobs to focus on, you know, their passions and to give back to the community in other ways. So I feel like, you know, this is what works for me. Yeah. So how would you answer yourself back then? Like knowing like, okay, you just what you said, like, I want to impact the world as an artist, but there is no way to go about it. Like, how can you answer that question now? If I knew what I, if I, at that time, if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't have done this. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hard. It was yeah. so much work, so much sacrifice. I think it's everybody's so, story. You're like, if I knew it was going to be that hard. Oh my gosh. If I knew this, mm-hmm. I would just be like, pass. Let me yeah. do, let me try to be that like rock sing. star, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I have a better chance of doing yeah. that. No, I think it was, you know, for me, I, I, my family, I come from a family of big hearts, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. They, they love their family deeply and they love their community deeply. And so that part of me had always been there, you know, almost to a fault of like people right. pleasing. Right. Sure. So when I had artists come to me and they'd say, I love this. Can I put my work in here? You know, mm-hmm. that felt like, oh, my gosh, they trust me and mm-hmm. they think this could be cool, an opportunity mm-hmm. for them. And then, you know, I wouldn't take everything because clearly it had to be a sure. fit. Um, but then writing them a check yeah. and then being mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like that is just like, it's, it's hard to, to match yeah. that, that feeling, you know, where um, to be able to help them mm-hmm. and just to be a part of their journey, yeah. I guess. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. able to facilitate somebody else's yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. Like, you like know? the vehicle for it. Yeah. 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 I do think that's really, really, really cool. Really cool. Yeah. I can only imagine though, like not many parents would be like, here's what you should do. Yeah. You should quit your day job. Yeah. And I saw this little shop down here, and I yeah. think you should open it up and run your own yeah. shop. Like, she had to have, like, entrepreneurship in oh, her blood. Yeah. Because I don't think that's a normal response to, like, a, you know, early to mid-20-year-old to be like, you know what you should do? Yeah. Do it on your own. Like, <laughs> it is wild. And, you know, I wild. never thought about that until mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, she was – she's always been fiercely independent, and mm-hmm. um, she had a fashion photography business, Leah Williams Photography, mm-hmm. with her hot pink neon sign. Mm-hmm. I said, Leah Williams Photography, and now I have a hot pink neon sign in our locations to say Edge of Verge in my handwriting. So, uh-huh. you know, carrying on, I guess, that tradition. But I guess she could see – she saw the potential that I didn't quite yet mm-hmm. see, you know? Yeah. And um, the rent was $400. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived together for a little bit. Like she, she ended up having a lot of back surgery. She mm-hmm. fell down a flight of stairs with mm-hmm. camera equipment, and I ended up losing her business and everything. Wow. So I had moved home a few years previous to be closer to her through mm-hmm. that process, and then I went back to school. And then, you know, she was wanting a change, and I was wanting something, you know. And she yeah. was like, "I'll come there, and like, what if we just like did this, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be your support system." Yeah, and yeah. so. That's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> so what were some of the things, challenges that you faced, I guess? I'm sure there was plenty walking oh, yeah. into, I, I mean, I think owning a store and inventory and all that mm-hmm. is very different than, you know, a service-based industry. But what were some challenges that you faced that you would, that maybe I would say shocked you that you just weren't prepared for? Oh, man. Um, I guess 
when it started to grow, mm -hmm. like learning how to communicate uh, your needs and to sell yourself, mm -hmm. not to your customer, but to like, I needed some money to to grow my business, mm -hmm. right? Like I can only go so far right. and, you know, go into the banks and they're like, well, no, <laughs> you know, and I'm Absolutely like, okay, not. well, okay, well, let me sign up and work with SBTDC and maybe they right. can help me. And I remember going into a bank, this is years later, yeah. years later, by the way, mm -hmm. going in with my, um, the woman who had been working with me and she, I was like, will you just come with me so mm -hmm. you can like be a part of this conversation? And, you know, we had this lengthy conversation. I showed him all my numbers and he was like, no, but Jana, if you have any other clients you'd like to bring to me, and it was just like, I wasn't even there. Oh. So I think like being a small, you know, uh, making a difference, but mm -hmm. it wasn't in their eyes, anything worthy, those kinds of, of things. Of their financial oh, backing. Yeah. Like, so no, nobody <laughs> would really that. care. So how did you handle that? A lot of tears, yeah. <laughs> not in the space, but sure. leaving and frustration. You know, there were moments of like paralysis where yeah. I was just like, gosh, right. am I ever going to get a break? You know, I did work for years with SBTDC and like I got a lot of valuable information, but mm -hmm. some like, so this is not a diss on them sure, by sure, any sure. means, but there was somebody else not in that program at all, but he became a mentor of mine, you know, and they would always invite me in to like pick my brain for ideas of like, how can this business be more creative? How can mm -hmm. this? And I was like really invested and gave a lot of my time for free. And then I had a product that I'd been working on for years and I had like, I just needed a small chunk of cash to get it into production. And he looked at me and said, Jesse, it's not like you're, you know, creating the next iPhone that's going to change the world forever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, all right, even you don't believe in me. Mm -hmm. This sucks. So yeah. that was a real painful time. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty painful. Yeah. I didn't get my first loan until I was pregnant with my daughter wow. in 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is crazy. So you... Had been in open for like 15 years yeah. at that point. Okay. Yeah. And then I think maybe it was something like, I remember hiding my my pregnancy mm -hmm. when I was in the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and just being like, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally capable of doing everything. Um, right. But um, yeah, when I got that, it was just like, all right, baby, let's do it. Let's yeah. light it up. And yeah. then, you know, things just like took off. But it's something about having... Maybe not necessarily needing all of that cash, mm -hmm. but that this there's some kind of like for me, I guess money's always been like a weak point. You know, it's mm -hmm. something I haven't like really resolved all of my <laughs> issues around. <laughs> so until I can do that, it's never going to feel like super free and flow mm -hmm. like I would like it to. But having yeah. that safety really allowed me to make the decisions that I my gut was telling me to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so and starting to build more of like that trust. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely. Uh, threw in the towel there yeah. for a few years. There was like a two, three year period of just like paralysis, you know. Yeah, I was because I was making clothing. I had like people. Were, I mean, if I could have, <laughs> I mean, I, I almost couldn't like use my hands anymore. That's mm -hmm. how much I was cutting and sewing and like making the same swimsuits over and over and over again, and wedding dresses and all these things. And it was just like, like there's people that are keep coming to me again and again, but it just wasn't enough for them. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So do you look at the person who got the loan, what was it, like, I guess, five years later, mm -hmm. and walking into that, where you would, do you feel like you were a different person? I was then? different. A part of it was I was, I had my daughter on the way, yeah. you know, yeah. so I was like, you can mess with me, yeah. but you <laughs> sure was saying I'm going to be messing with my daughter, you yeah, know, it was right. just like, it was something, it really 
it was a huge shift mm-hmm. in my perspective in life and business was mm-hmm. being pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So what were you able to do with that loan? So like what when you got that loan in 2017, what was your use for it? Inventory. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was able to get inventory. more inventory mm-hmm. and um and hire more mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Because you know when I'm <laughs> when I opened the store in Raleigh, I was like, okay, I've done this for several years. I'm just going to pack up my stuff go to Raleigh and open this location and I can do it. I've got a good team here in Wilmington and I moved here. I opened it. It was like right in November. So it was like banging. Holiday was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then after holiday, it's like, where did everybody go? (laughs) You know, and it was just, (laughs) sorry, me and one other person. And, um, it was really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I quickly learned that the cust, like our customer base here, while they're at the core of their, you know, their belief system is the mm-hmm. same, but they like aesthetically is different. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having to learn that and at the time, Person Street, that area was not quite there, right. yeah, you know. Right, so right. I was working like seven days a week, yeah. like, you know, just exhausted. And I wasn't able to nurture my relationships that I spent years in Wilmington. And mm-hmm. so I feel like, I, you know, this is a really lonely time. Yeah. Yeah. But so when that loan came, I had, you know, starting to get the groove and the people were like the people were coming in the business. I was like, OK, I didn't make a, the biggest mistake of my <laughs> life. Like people were actually here. It was just like that's what happens when you move into an up and coming area or, yeah. you know, or when you start something new, it's going to have you have there's a learning curve. Right. Yeah, right. And then um, when I got that loan, I was like, OK, now I know what they want. You know, mm-hmm. I know how to, like, I can really support my team in Wilmington. I, like, like I feel like now it's kind of starting to come together. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about you You launched Unlikely Professionals in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> in November. Yeah. Right before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is that exactly? So Unlikely Professionals we used to have a men's section. I'll say men's, men's wear, mm. uh, masculine vibes sure. at Edge of Verge. And then we were just like maxed out, mm. you know, like to the roof with all this stuff. And, you know, we found out that the space across the street was going to open up. And um, so we were like, uh, what if we just tried something new? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we moved the men's wear across the street and decided, you know, what if we did like make it you know, a real experience, a place, you know, where you could have events and we could have, you know, we did so many events and we would bring in beer and wine and like give it away for free. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what if we had a bar and the people could actually buy the beer and wine and mm-hmm. participate in the events. And then we could have more of that, like that other side of our personality, I guess. Mm-hmm. So which is like, kind of like, um, I don't know, like rock, well, not the edge of <laughs> isn't rock and roll, but like, you know, motorcycles and sure. uh, just like, a little bit more, just a different vibe, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Um, and so, yeah, we opened in 2019. Uh, we had some big events planned and then it all shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and so now it's almost like we're, you know, we reopened, but uh, starting all over. Yeah. Um, but it's a fun space. Because it probably was empty. Like no oh one my was gosh. there for months and months and months. Oh, yeah. And you probably still had a lease. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So wild, wild ride for everybody. Yeah. So now you have three stores. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's really neat. I really loved the um, what it says on the website. The Unlikely Professionals were, was built on the mantra of making something from nothing. The space speaks to anyone who believes in their vision to do the damn thing and make themselves proud no matter what the profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it really speaks a lot to 
kind of what you, what you said earlier, just like your big heart, right? And you do so much uh, giving back to the community and supporting human rights, and mm-hmm. uh, which I think is super amazing. Um, but how do you navigate that part of your business, um, especially through so many like life changes, current events? World changes. Yeah. yeah. I guess, you know, I'm in it for the long haul, mm-hmm. and it's just a non-negotiable, mm-hmm. you know? So like we rely on the community for their support. And so we're going to make sure that we're there to support them back. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, it feels so good. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, I guess retail and what we sell is not a necessity, Mm -hmm. right? But it is fun and it's a way to express yourself. And I wanted to be something that would, you know, I I wish I could be a therapist or I wish Mm -hmm. I could be something that could like really, really help. It's like something I've always kind of felt like, I I just love you. I want to help you. I want to help you. And so I guess I have to have a part of that in my business in some way, you know? So what are some of the ways that you're, that you give back through your store? Um, Currently we have these reproductive rights, Mm -hmm. teas and totes. Mm -hmm. Um, We just cut them another check yesterday for a total of, it's like $42,000 we've given them in just a, a few months. And that just feels like, you know, we're using our powers, our yeah. talents for good, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and it's um, one of the girls on the team, Lily Her, she's the one that designed it. And it's like seeing her like, look, it's her design and look yeah. what you did. And, you yeah. know, just it's just it feels so good. Mm-hmm. We've done, I guess, through products mostly, sure. you know, mm-hmm. like things that people can buy and then we'll donate proceeds to right. a certain place like Nourish and See and in Wilmington, they provide food for kids that don't get food outside of school mm-hmm. lunch. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in Flor- was it Florence that came through mm-hmm. and just like pummeled? <laughs> yeah. Um, we raised, it was like about $35,000 mm-hmm. for them with T-shirts. Nice. So just doing things like that mm-hmm. yeah. um, where you can have something that's like memorable, means something to you, and then that you know that your money is going towards something bigger yeah. than just like another T-shirt or yeah. something. That's how I, I know how to do it right yeah. now. <laughs> right. You know, and we have a resource page on our website that has all kinds of information on LGBTQ resources and, you know, BIPOC resources and anything that we can learn or that we're learning. We're constantly trying to educate ourselves, our customers, and um, be as mindful as we can be with our decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how I yeah. can do it. I love that because I think I, I really think it's hard, um, especially uh, when you have a big heart and when you feel so impacted by the world around you. And sometimes what you like kind of what you said, like being in retail, sometimes it could maybe feel trivial. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a necessity. I'm not curing cancer. I'm not you know <laughs> curing world hunger or anything like that. I'm just selling these products. And there is a point to it because I, sh- I personally struggle with this a ton. And there's so many people are like, oh, but look at all the people you employ. Look at the lives that, you know, you've given these people a great career and stability. And like, yeah, 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 I get that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But at the end of the day, I feel like I, I want to make a bigger impact and make a bigger um, and not for my own benefit, but because I feel like the world needs it. Mm-hmm. Like we I don't want to leave. I don't want my daughter to grow up in the world we have now. Right. It's yeah. not a place. There's not really a place for her, you know, but I love the idea that business, you can be an amazing, and then Courtney said this, like you can be an amazing business person and you can make this money. And it's not just to like line your pockets and to buy the brand new car and the fancy house, but you're doing it to service your community and to help others. And I think a lot of times 
it's hard to think about those things being together. Yeah. And especially for the consumer, they look at it and they say, oh, well, you're just, you know, I'm paying you this much money. You obviously, you're now this much more wealthy. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. actually, your money does this. Yeah. You know? That's the idea of like business for good. And yeah. I, and money makes the world go round. Like whether you you just gave us a whole story about yeah. how <laughs> it changed your trajectory, being able to get a loan and have yeah. access to money mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I think that I think that it's definitely a mindset shift. It's not bad to make money. It's mm-hmm. not bad to be profitable. Those aren't negative things, right? But it's about what you do with that money, how you pay it forward. And sure, no one goes into business to like live a, mis- a miserly existence, yeah. right? And like yeah. to not put things away for the future and to not have any security. No, you know, but you can also make sure that you're using what you can do, like mm-hmm. your ability mm-hmm. to unite artists, your ability to market and sell their goods not only provides them a great lifestyle, provides you a great lifestyle, but also allows you to use that platform to put money where it needs to be, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. someone's got to pay those therapists and yeah. those social workers <laughs> and those people it's distributing true. food. Like mm-hmm. those places need money. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they don't create money intrinsically, right? They don't have a money tree. So, yeah. I mean, I think you got to think about like, what is it? And just because it's what you do, like being an entrepreneur, doesn't mean it's what you're all about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think separating those two things, I yeah. think, is important. Yeah. And making sure you're aligning those goals. And it sounds like you have. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are what are some things that you can, like, how would you, what would you tell other businesses that really want to get involved and make a change? Like, what's, what's that first step that you would suggest? I guess, I mean, first would be find something that you're genuinely mm-hmm. passionate about mm-hmm. or something that like, you know, if you're trying to find a, a cause, like something that what really pisses you off, yeah. you know, <laughs> what are you not going to stand for? You know, like right. if you can, if you died mm-hmm. and you could say like, well, at least I did this, you know, mm-hmm. or like, I like really want to, you know, you have kids like thinking about them, like I will not stand for this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really, for me, it's like, if I feel it here, then mm-hmm. yeah. But it is hard because there's so many. There's you know, so many. we get like emails daily. You know, can you donate to this? Can you donate to this? And it's really hard because I want to be like, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. But I have to, you know, say, okay, we have this is this year. This is what we're focusing on, and we have to leave room for the, oh, okay, world. This is what you're going to throw at us again. Right. You know, like yeah. what else is going to ha- like? How right. many more harmful things can happen? How many? Yeah. So honestly, <laughs> you know, try to. We leave a hefty yeah. uh, cushion for that. Yeah. <laughs> for that. Yeah. But for the next shoot. Yeah, yeah. 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 I guess that that would be it is if it doesn't, I mean, even with starting a business, it's like if it doesn't make you like light up or so angry or something, like mm-hmm. if you don't feel it, then mm-hmm. it's, you're yeah. not going to work for it. Right. It's true. I mean, right. you're just not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's great advice. I mean, I think. Because I think a lot of times those kind of like passion projects or those things, those charity type things can fall to the wayside mm-hmm. when things get busy. So if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to have any fidelity to yeah. that task. And it takes work. It, you know, it, 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 is, it is hard. Now, yeah. I do believe that there's probably, you know, better, smarter ways to go about things than maybe I did. And I've learned a lot from it, you know, from just like tirelessly working, mm-hmm. no breaks. But um, there there are seasons in life and there's seasons in business. There's times when you got to buckle down mm-hmm. and say, I'm sorry, I can't do that right now. Yeah. And then there's times you could say, you know what, I, if I do this, then it's going to really like give me the energy I need mm-hmm. to like really take what I'm yeah. really passionate about and 
make it work. So what's been the most rewarding part of starting Edge of Virgin and Likely Professionals? Oh, man. I think it, you know, it's the the people, you know, it's the makers, it's my team, um, it's seeing um, each, you know, member's ideas like take off, like, come to fruition and be successful. It's um, feeling like I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. I guess it just feels like I've... It just feels natural. Mm -hmm. And to me, like doing something that feels like I'm doing the right thing is a huge reward, I guess, you know, Um, where I wake up and I'm still excited to do it even after 20 years. Yeah. But, you know, I think about like (laughs) it's interesting. I think like the the most rewarding part of business and the hardest part of business, (laughs) I think, are the people, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's it's so hard to speak up for myself Mm -hmm. and then. Some, you know, it can be also hard to advocate and to like, you know, for your team. And then at the same time, it feels so good when it's right and mm-hmm. when you're nurturing and um, the smiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I'm just a connection person. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is there anything new coming down the pipeline? You know, I just I feel like for at least this year. I, I really want to double down on myself. Mm. Um, it, it feels weird because I've always been like, how can I grow the business? How can I do this? How can I do that? And I'm like, the business is doing okay right now. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just take a moment and, fi- you know, also in your 40s, <laughs> there's, a, there's another issue. <laughs> there's yeah. another thing that goes on. Your Amen. body changes and all this stuff. And I'm like, is this a midlife crisis? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I but know. I do know that I have been – working for so long, I haven't stopped to take my own pulse, mm-hmm. you know? And so now that we've kind of, I mean, COVID isn't over, but now that we've made it through at least that big hump, I really just, I need to get my own personal shit together. Mm-hmm. I want my daughter to see that, I want her to see that you don't have to hustle your whole life away to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want her to see that so desperately. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to see me necessarily. I mean, uh, like this right now, you right. know, where, I mean, this is a good transition phase, but this like two years ago, she would have been like, whoa. Yeah. So I have to work that hard every single day to right. like get anything done. Mm-hmm. And that I want to, you know, really take time to nourish our team mm-hmm. and try to figure out what really excites each individual and to see if they have really fun, creative ideas to how I can let them take that piece of the company and grow it in their own way. Um, Because this is, it feels, it feels so good right now with the team and Mm -hmm. you guys know how hard it Mm -hmm. is to find people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is a sweet spot. And I really want these people to know that I love them and Mm -hmm. I see so much talent potential. So show it to me and let me help like, Let's do it together. Yeah. So I think that's that's where I am. I just was like, you know what? You don't have to open another store. You don't have to like mm-hmm. do something grand. Like this is this is grand. Yeah. You know, taking mm-hmm. care of yourself is grand. And um, that was something that was never in my comfort zone before. And it is very messy and very uncomfortable. But that's what I, I'm doubling down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe 21 is the year where we like party and announce what we've been working on. Right. But right now, I'm just trying to marinate and let it all sink in. Yeah. No, I think that's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. So we'll dissect that greatly in our next. (laughs) Um, So how can our uh, listeners support you? 
Oh, wow. Well, you can visit our locations. We have one in downtown Wilmington, mm-hmm. like right on the uh, last block on Market Street before the water. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, give a <laughs> high five or <laughs> be really nice to the staff, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, please. <laughs> they work really hard. Um and then we have a location in Raleigh, 215 East Franklin, mm-hmm. um, very close to Wine Authorities and um, Person Street Bar and Yellow Dog yeah. and Standard. And oh, across yeah. the street, Unlikely Professionals. Okay. Awesome. And our website, 247edgeverge.com. And just be nice people. Yeah. <laughs> just be nice. Kind. Yeah. <laughs> Give back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending your morning with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for wonderful. having me. everyone for gathering us today to talk about the hustle for our episode with jesse we are drinking a bourbon and soda we hope you get the chance to make it this week and cheers to stopping and taking your pulse to learn more and connect with jesse williams you can visit edge of urge on instagram at edge of urge and at unlikely professionals or visit their website edgeofurge.com. and to learn more about our hustles visit us on the gram at cnd events at the bradford nc at anthem.house and at hustle and gather and if you're interested in learning more about our speaking training or venue consulting head to our website at hustleandgather.com. And if you love us and you love this show, we'd be more than honored if you left a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Your Fluence. I'm Courtney. And I'm Dana. And we'll talk with you next time on Hustle and Gather.